It's episode 22 of the Catching Up Podcast here with Connor and Nick. And this week, Nick met with Seattle entrepreneur Rand Fiskin. We talk about some of those takeaways from that conversation. We're also playing the game Buy or Sell. And lastly, we're talking about pieces of advice that we continually give ourselves. Thank you for watching episode 22. Please enjoy the show. Hey, good morning, Nick. Hello, Connor. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. Um, it's been a good, we had a good week off last week, but uh, I'm excited to get into this week's category. I should warn you, Nick, up front, I did format our list a little bit wrong, so you're just going to have to work up, uh, with me here with some of these styled games that I'm going to do today. All right. That's fine with me. All right, cool. Uh, but, you know, how's the last two weeks been? How was your weekend? Our weekend? How's your upcoming weekend? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've had a really, I've had a really good couple weeks. And I, you know, we, we paused last week, did not uh, a, an episode because I was about, you know, I was on a, I, I went into the Cascade Mountains and did about 40 miles over four days of hiking and backpacking. Oh, wow. And it was awesome, but, I mean, it was so great, and you're outside in the nature, but my feet got just rocked. I mean, I came home with, like, two major blisters, and, and that sucks, but outside of that, man, it was just great. I unplugged. I literally put the phone in in the uh, car in the glove compartment box and just was like, I'm, I'm unplugging for, like, four days, so it was great. Dude, that's fantastic. I mean, everyone kind of deserves that time a little bit to just like be out in nature and reconnect with yourself uh, and with it's what's huge. going on yeah. in the world. That's yeah. awesome, man. So, Good for you. That's a great way to uh, spend a long weekend. Yeah. And then uh, th- this week, uh, which is a topic that we will touch on, um, I had an opportunity to you know, uh, interview and talk with Rand Fishian, who was the founder and um, longtime CEO of Mo- SEO Moz, which turned into Moz.com. Uh, and it was just a tremendous conversation which we can talk about but um just have some good highlights of the week yeah that's awesome well let's go into uh this conversation about rand since we're already there um so kind of what was the intention of having the conversation and what do you guys talk about yeah good 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 stuff um it was a part of uh an event that happened here in seattle uh, called pro dev day and just kind of a day-long event with other panel discussions and kind of you know social um, happy hours and whatnot. And we were the last session of the day. And, um, you know, we, there's a crowd of people and, you know, Rand and I sat uh, up on stage and just had, had a great conversation. And the, the underlying tone of it was he actually recently uh, released a new book. The book is titled Lost and Founder. And, you know, the, the subtitle is a painfully honest uh a painfully honest story of the startup journey or it's absolutely that i'm in the middle of reading it and it's a very very authentic and honest perspective of the uh it's a little loud there connor so not sure yeah i'm uh, I'm, mute i'm yeah let me uh go inside a little bit i was sitting uh outside i'm trying to find some cover i apologize this is uh, I'm walking it's over okay, to the, U, the UW waterfront to hang out for a little bit. So oh, nice. 
Nice. Well, uh, yeah, what I was saying was the, um, you know, his book is his experience. I mean, Rand, Rand um, basically dropped out of college and his first company he started. I mean, he's basically the origination of Moz was, um, you know, a company a consulting firm with his mom. And then it turned into SEO Moz. Uh, they start growing rapidly. Um, you know, really, they, you know, changed the brand to Moz. Um, he raised a total of, I think it was 20, 27 or maybe 30 plus million dollars over a number of rounds of funding. And uh, I literally just like, basically the book is, this is what you, this is what no one talks about. And this is what you need to know. And especially if you're venture backed, the challenges, the issues. Um, and I would just highly recommend anyone to read the book. But uh, we, we just touched on a number of different topics from, you know, the the perils of raising money. Like if you're going to, you need to know if you're going to raise VC funding, when we're talking about venture capital, we're talking about millions of dollars invested. You got to know the game. And, um, you know, he didn't necessarily uh, at the time fully understand. And then when you get into it and how I, it's just a binary, it's a binary direction and investors are going to expect certain things. They're going to expect certain returns. returns. And, and you know, you know. Oh man, I'm getting oh, man, some feedback getting here. Back here. From my end. But yeah, I'm just hearing my voice. But, okay, there we are now. We're good. We're good. So, um, you know, in the end, we had a great conversation. We really talked about the ups and downs and the challenge, like the honest truths of entrepreneurship, because I think it's important that founders need to know that people looking to go this direction need to know that the challenges of growing a team, the pressures of when you raise money from investors the up the the situations that they might remove you from the company which ended up ha- you know in a roundabout way happened with rand and it's just like it was just an awesome conversation the guy is just an amazing like he's really transparent and honest so it was really fun so he has written this book kind of like what's next for him uh yeah that's a good question so he recently so he left uh, Moz or Late last year, early this year, he recently started his new company called SparkToro. And you actually should do some research in this. Um, it's around how brands, like basically today, it's really difficult for brands and companies to really find their target market and the influencers around the world that would help amplify their brand message. So it's kind of ah. in that in- influencer marketing direction. And they're building out a system where you can basically, you know, go in, input a couple of different terms or your industry and what your message is. And it'll it, it basically scans the world and various platforms and identifies the influencers who you should be communicating with and reaching so that they can amplify to their followers. Um, so you should you should check it out. I think it's down your down your road for sure. Yeah, that's right down kind of what I'm working on and everything. I'm, I'm very curious about that just because all those platforms. Uh, I mean, that, that's a big race right now, right? Like who's yeah. going to be the connector? Because right now it, there is a lot of work involved to connect with influencers. Um, and that's kind of interesting because he's an influencer to himself. Um, For sure. And For sure. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so where can can people find this interview? We're working on that. So okay. I, it, it was at Atlas. And so we Founders Live didn't record it, uh, but I think Atlas did. So I'm going to work on getting that uh, f- the audio file and pushing it onto a podcast. 
because it's well well worth it. Um, so you know, keep your eyes open for that. I'll let you know. Uh, but you can find the book uh, Lost and Founder. Um, just search that, and you know, it'll be on Amazon. And um, I'm in the middle of it. I haven't finished it yet, but um, you know, it's it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably uh, put a hold on the library because I've got like halfway through the book I'm into right now. And uh, but then I'll be free. And so the next topic I want to play, I want to play a little game of buy or sell. And that's specifically with the startup that I learned about this week uh, that was kind of trending online. And it was called Grab It. And it's an advertising company that is integrating little projectors into cars. So on the back passenger windows, you can display advertising uh, while you're driving. And so I'm pretty sure that they are targeting Uber and Lyft drivers. Um, I'm not really sure kind of how limiting that is to your uh, seating arrangements, right? If this projector is taking up a lot of space. Um, but from the early research that I was doing, it looked like they were trying to pay drivers like $300 an hour for a full week of having this up in your car, uh, which pretty much only means professional drivers could do it. I'm really surprised they weren't going after like the general commuter who might be spending two to four hours a day in their car um, at kind of the most crowded times of the day. Uh, but my question for you, Nick, this company, grab it. Are you buying it or are you selling it? Yeah. Uh, good one. Good question. Uh, I'm going to have to go with sell it because, well, per my personal opinion. So, you know, this, I, when you're in Vegas and things like that, you get in those ca the the cabs, um, and they have the screen, and you know it has it basically has these. And it, I personally don't pay attention to them. I don't, um, I don't necessarily like it because it feels like very forced advertising. Um, just from a, I am locked in a spot, and I, you know, you just the only way to do it is look out the window. Yeah. Um, so I don't like it. Um, I can see where it's an interesting, there is a model that, you know, um, if we're talking about, you know, display ads and that sort of thing. Uh, it's an interesting model. And not only that, but kind of what you just said, the only way I would buy it in from any sort of uh, interesting business standpoint and innovation, which is if they're in Ubers and, you know, if there's data attached to the person getting in the car, they can, based on who's in the vehicle, it, you know, show different things to different people based on the mm -hmm. data that's behind it, right? So, so there might be relevance, actually, when I step in a car, take an Uber, there might be some more, it might be more targeted and relevant for me because they have that data, which then now you're getting into like, okay, this is a little concerning and where yeah. it ever showed. So, um, so th those are my thoughts, but I'm going to go ahead and say sell it. I'm not, I'm not, uh, this, this is not something that I'm pumped about. <laughs> I'm going to go buy it just for the fact that I think Uber and Lyft have something here that they can either steal or purchase or go for. I think just an extra revenue model. The, the mm -hmm. driver revenue is so competitive right now yeah. that it's, it's going to have to evolve, especially, I mean, the cities are trying to limit the amount of drivers. And so that does provide... Uh, some opportunity for the people who do kind of let's say have these tokens that are qualified to drive but since it does bring an extra bit of revenue to the drivers 
I'm going to buy it because I think that they are going to be excited about it. And I think they're going to push a lot of the decisions that these driver driving and rideshare companies are implementing uh, because without the drivers, there's really not a lot. And so a way that, you know, if you can get more money in their pocket, uh, the better. Yeah. I, on that, I agree. And I think that it, it does open up a whole new channel for um, uh, revenue and economics within the vehicle that, you know, let's just say Uber purchased the, you know, they acquire this company and they start or Lyft, you know, throws it right in there. And now they're generating, it's a whole new way to generate revenue. I get that. And I, I do think it makes sense, but you know, I'll stand by my, my position. Yes. Um, so you got a topic from founders live this week, right? Yeah. So there was, uh, we, there was a post that we pushed out on Monday and it was a question saying, you know, what statement or piece of advice uh, do you frequently review and think about and go back to um, from maybe your early days or just as a, as an entrepreneur in general, what, what statement or piece of advice do you just seem to go back to and grab onto and review? Uh, so from the previous company that you and I both worked for, we had, we had a rule and rule number one was always don't go broke. Mm-hmm. And I just love that rule. I mean, that stuck with me uh, since the first time I heard with it, heard it, um, and kind of operating in the startup new business idea. I think that's just like a really interesting foundation to make like a core rule. Like you just got to make sure you don't go broke, and that means you survive another day. Uh, and that's just like always uh, been a spark for me to keep going and to survive and be thinking about getting through today and getting towards tomorrow. Um, and as long as you're not broke and you're not shutting down the company, like you still have an at bat. And so um, where, you know, you get a chance to swing and try to hit a home run or hit a, hit a single for all that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the don't go broke rule is something that I'm still applying every day to the business here that I've started. What about you? Yeah. So I'm going to answer it this way. There was, um, you know, nine or 10 answers on here from various Founders Live members. And uh, the one that I like or it just jumps out at me is uh, when in doubt, take action. And mm. I'll, I'll say that just, you know, the, the flip side of that is, you know, be, con- you know, consider your options and be intelligent in how you act. But I think when you think about like knowing what we know with, entrepreneurship and startups and and all that um your most limited resource is not money it's actually time and your your need for action which in the end provides data that if things worked or not what resulted and how you can then intelligently evaluate that and then take more action on the Mm. things that worked and so i Fully, I actually really agree that when in doubt, take action because you when in doubt, just wait. You're never going to achieve anything if you just wait and you're scared or you're like, I don't know what to do. Taking action gives you results that then you can move on and then work towards the success. You know, this is the story I tell all the time with Founders Live. It's that's the way we got started was just holding an event. And two years later, I'm like, oh, my God, we got something here. And then two years after that, we're in 20 plus cities and numerous countries and it's growing like a weed now. And it was only because I took action and looked at the result. So I really like that one. Uh, when in doubt, take action. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think always th- there should be an emphasis on do, right? Like a lot of times, especially in startup, there's, there's a lot of 
speculation and talk and and conversation about uh, possibilities and what other companies are doing. But I think that's a good point. Like a key foundation should be like, just go, right? Like you <laughs> yeah. got to be making decisions and trying to execute to move forward or else you're, you're just stagnant um, and not progressing. So I, I really like that piece of advice. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. And so for the last category here, uh, since we had a week off and we've kind of been behind on the news. So this is what the game is. And for you guys listening here, I have not briefed Nick on this. So uh, we apologize. This is a little rough, Um, (laughs) but, but I'm going to give you a series of topics um, that have happened over the last two weeks. And you have two options. You can either um, pump the brakes, which means you want to talk about it or let it go. And we're just going to move on and not talk about it. Sounds good. All right. So first one is Lime Bike wins the bike share race here in Seattle. Pump the brakes or let it pass? Let it pass. All right. Uh, Apple hits a, for very briefly, trillion dollar valuation. Pump the brakes or let it pass? Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. All right. Apple hits a trillion. What do you got to say about it? Uh, I think I think it's actually I think it's amazing. Um, I've read a couple articles recently that it's weird because like there's people that are like Apple is not innovative anymore. Uh, they're still their main product is a 10 year old, 11 year old product. It looks the same as it almost it pretty much looks the same as it did when it launched 10 years ago. Yeah, dude, the flip side is what a monster and they <laughs> have massive revenue. I think Apple still does a great job. I'm an Apple user and um, say what you want. They're not perfect. But Tim Cook, basically since he's taken over that company, has absolutely been almost flawless in taking it from, I mean, he's pretty much doubled the the market cap. You know, when Steve Jobs uh, and, you know, when he left us and Tim Cook took over, basically he's doubled the size of that company. So that's yeah. impressive. And um, so I think it's great. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, now, now, the next question is, weirdly enough, there's two or three companies sitting right there within a couple hundred billion dollars that might join them in that. And I think Amazon's going to be the next one to do that. Yeah, I, I think Amazon. I think Amazon is going to pass all. I think Amazon's going to be the big player. Um, and, and Microsoft is going to give Apple a run for its money, uh, because Apple has to continually innovate on the consumer end, which I don't think they've done an incredibly good job with. They just have such a good product, um, that it's taken them, you know, like the, the iPhone was just a trillion dollar product. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it took them there. So a follow-up question here before we go into the other topics, um, take your pick right now. You taking Jeff Bezos or Tim Cook? Jeff. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into some of these other ones. Um, movie pass shuts down, starts up again, shuts down, starts up again. Pump the brakes. Oh, pump the Let brakes. Man. Pump, pump, pump the brakes. We need, we need to get to uh, some audio that we can put it in when we pump the brakes here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all right. So movie pass. What do you got? What do you, what are your thoughts? It is just, so the lesson is, to any founder out there is you really you need to know your unit economics uh you need to understand that there is a strong possibility depending on how you structure your 
product or service to do. I mean, basically the far, the larger you grow, the more underwater you get, like you have to understand, like that's what happened here. And talk about an interesting case study of like, basically they dropped their price. Like for a while it was like, what was it? 10 bucks for movies all throughout the month and or whatever yeah, that was, it was like one shit. movie a day dude like and then it goes to one you know it goes to one a day but like dude it's that's still insane like they're flipping i, I give them credit for innovating around a model that you know it, it costs so much to go to a movie today and it's kind of ridiculous and they're like geez if there could be a subscription and it's like 10 or 15 bucks a month or whatever the case is early on. That's what it was trying to yeah. get people in the theater. But the problem is it's un- like the economics are, are, they don't work. And so they were like massively losing money. Then, you know, the amount of money that's been pumped into this simply to keep losing it is actually humorous. And I'm not a, a member, but I keep reading on Twitter. People are like, dude, the company's just like, like, every week they're sending these like nervous scared emails and like changing the they're changing the pricing like every week or two and uh, i think it's just a kind of a train wreck of it is such a train wreck yeah like yeah i've been getting those emails and it's like all right this week the system is you get three movies a month and then it's like (laughs) now you get six movies a month and yeah they their board meetings just absolutely must be insane you're totally right like their economics don't work i think movie pass is going to go down uh, for people our age who experience this, like it's going to be something that we remember, uh, especially as movies go on. Um, maybe I could have transitioned. I'm not going to into Amazon buying movie theaters, uh, but it, it might have just opened up an opportunity to show the movie theaters like this is how they need to evolve and this is the the way that they need to go. Mm-hmm. All right, so so we got another topic here. Um, guy steals a plane at SeaTac Airport. <laughs> Pump the brakes or let it pass. <laughs> Oh man, um, let's let it pass. I, I let it pass, let, yeah. let's just let it pass. <laughs> All right. Um, the fires can't let any of us breathe here in Seattle. Pump the brakes or let it pass. Uh, pump the brakes. And my question. Pump the you, brakes. Yeah. My question to you is: Do you think this is a new norm? This seems to be happening every year now, and it's like socked in for a week or two. One hundred percent, it is the new norm. Uh, I so I heard part of the cause of some of these fires is there's like a beetle in Canada that you like historically has always frozen over in the winter, but now since it's like one to two degrees warmer, the beetles survive and they destroy a lot of the trees. And so these trees, right? There's just like acres and acres of dead trees. And so if lightning strikes or a fire does get started. It just lights everything up. And wow. so, uh, yeah, global warming, it's a real thing. And if you don't believe in it, I, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's, what, that's... what about what about you? You, you think it's going to be here to stay? <clears throat> yeah, I think so, too, man. I was up when I was hiking the other day, uh, last week. I mean, it, you could just feel how dry it was. And we were up there. Yeah. There was some rain the last, the not, last night we were there. There was a little bit of rain. And that was nice. But, dude. It's way dry up there, and any sort of lightning or any or any sort of you know mistake in in fires that that you know thousands of acres will light up, and and that's unfortunately where we're at. So yeah, that's just how it is. I mean, when I grew up in California, we didn't have snow days or anything, but we did have smog days. Like I definitely in August would miss days of school because the air quality was so bad. 
Um, so I think, yeah, it's just going to become the norm up here as well. All right. So we got one more topic. Um, are you going to hit the brakes or let it pass? Founders Live redesign. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit the brakes real quick. All right. Hit the brakes. So what do you got to say about the redesign? I, I noticed it here this week. Oh, you just noticed. So, we, you know, we've this has been we've had this for uh, a little while, but um, OK, <laughs> my know, bad. <laughs> you're bad. Um, but uh, no, we there there was a redesign, um, some things just in terms of a lot of UX, uh, just kind of cleanliness and the way that the uh, platform functions, um, a new menu bar, um, clear, cleaner layout from, you know, where on Founders Live, you have topics that you can go into and look into, um, you know, you can jump into the member section, there's events. So we do a lot of like online, you know, uh, what we call the influencer series and online streamed talks and chats, um, educational stuff. Um, there's channels. So we're, we're really kind of working on how to flesh out the channels. So like each city has its own little community that, you know, people can communicate within Seattle or New York or, you know, Denver or whatever. Um, and then uh, within this redesign, we also open up courses, which I'll just mention real quick. I'm launching my next uh, course. I call it Founders 5. And um, basically, it's a five-week uh, successive online course where we have a weekly call. And then there's uh, content to be consumed throughout the week, videos, audios, blog posts. And um, just covering five aspects of the founder journey that I believe as an early stage entrepreneur, cool. you should fully embrace and understand. So, um, and that's a course that then actually is experienced within Founders Live. And so now there's a, um, there's, there's course functionality, which is really, really cool. So um, yeah, just, um, you know, kind of almost, you know, every, you know, it's a, it's a normal new release that has a lot more functionality and it's cleaner. I think, you know, the thing with, yeah, it's a lot cleaner, it's cleaner, it's more swift and, you know, things get updated on a, you know, bi-weekly to a monthly basis. And so you'll just continue to see some, some updates there. Yeah, it's awesome. I think the navigation, the menu bar on the left side is just way easier to kind of tell you where to go. I think that was one of the issues early on yeah. with the product. It was kind of like, all right, do I just scroll down? Is there somewhere else? Um, I really like how it's broken down into cities now. Um, so I can go into the Seattle feed or if I want to jump into Austin, I can jump in over there. Mm -hmm. um, and I like the influence. I just like the design of having those little bubbles with the faces, um, you know, a little further down on the page. So you can go and follow all those people. I think there's like a really interesting opportunity there for you to, um, you know, as people are contributing new content to put new people up there. Yeah. Um, and it just adds a personal aspect, which kind of bridges beyond, hey, here's the things that I'm writing or the things that I'm saying or the things that I'm interested in into more like, hey, connect with these actual people. These are people who can like meet up yeah. with you and, and, and help you or you can help them. Yeah, awesome. Excellent. Well, that concludes the show for today. Nick, do you have any parting words for our listeners here? Hey, have a great weekend. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, if it's uh, into next week, you know, have a great week and always feel free to reach out to myself on Founders Live or LinkedIn or whatever social platform. And also Connor, he's open to chatting as well. Yes. Thank you very much, as always, 
for uh, joining me here on the Catching Up podcast, Nick. Um, I love doing the show with you. I will make sure not to come back to the UW waterfront again because it <laughs> is unbelievably loud in somewhere that I thought was going to be extremely quiet. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.